What is up? Welcome back to Zen Business, the show that studies health and mindfulness habits that ultra high performers use to reach the top of their industry and their craft. I'm your host, Jonathan Maxim, Managing Director at K&J Growth Hackers and founder of five digital companies. We've grown these companies to great levels and created an exciting and fulfilling life for our team members, but the truth is, it was much more challenging than we ever could imagine. All right, now let's jump in. Today, my guest is Jacqueline Uloff, Lakers girl, Los Angeles native, who was even friends with Kobe before he passed away. God bless his soul. You can find her on Instagram at Action Jacqueline, where she has garnered over 500,000 followers and is the founder of an app called Stretchy Fit, which transforms women across the world with teaching them body positivity, improving confidence, and of course, getting them stretchy fit. She is a nationally recognized speaker, being invited to speak all over the country and teaching women to really embrace their power and become a ray of positive light in their world. In this conversation, we go far and wide on the mindfulness side. If you are into learning new techniques for staying present, for meditating, for creating a life of happiness and simplicity in a complicated world, you will truly enjoy this one. I certainly did, and we even did a quick meditation at the beginning, which I thought was very fun, and I've also never done that before. So without further ado, please enjoy my far and wide-ranging conversation with Action Jacqueline, Jacqueline Umoff. Jacqueline, so thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm really excited to, to learn your whole story. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. This is so fun, and I know it's going to be a good conversation for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's always nice to like slow down in the middle of a, a crazy work day and a work week and go do something creative or go get to know somebody like at a deeper level and like just take a moment to just be, right? Mm-hmm. Just to like be here now. Yeah, yeah, to connect, to to reflect, to, I always say like zoom out on your life and have a fresh perspective. Sometimes we get caught in the middle of it, you know, we're like, we only see from front and side and sometimes it's nice to like kind of step back and be the observer of your life and then have such a more neutral perspective, you know, like everyone, equanimity of the mind and yeah so love that word i know i'm like it's like sometimes hard to sometimes it comes out right and then sometimes (laughs) it doesn't equin because it's like equanimous mind some people say that or some people say equanimity yeah so for those listening can you explain what equanimity is it's like neutrality you know equal it's just being equal you know it has equal in the word so it's like equanimous mind just being able to um, not react strongly and not be underwhelmed because it's just having that neutrality and the reaction, the big reaction is usually like from the ego. And then when you're not in ego, it's, you're in peace, right? You're, you're in harmony. Like it can't, can't really touch you. So it's just the facts. It's just the facts. It's true and happening right now. Exactly. Yeah. And like, uh, Eckhart Tolle says, the facts are always neutral. So like my favorite line (laughs) yeah it's funny because like i don't know i guess a lot of people associate uh peace and quiet with being unthrilling Mm. you know there's like not much happening or our mind isn't being stimulated yeah and they associate that with being negative because there's just no stimulus right but for me at least i found that like if i sit and meditate on my bed which is where i like to meditate at the end of my bed i I find it very pleasurable to be mm-hmm. sitting in peace. It's almost like I'm like oftentimes if I'm like visualizing a beach, it'll feel like I'm on vacation, mm-hmm. like in that state of peace and calm, which is really mm-hmm. what you get when you go on vacation. Yeah, you know, you slow down and you, you get that peace. Yeah, I think sometimes peace makes people anxious because um, or slowing down. Like at least that's how it was for me, where slowing down was. Um, I felt like I wasn't doing enough and I was like in that rat race of like thinking I need to do more in order to be more and have more. But that's like, as we know, that the wrong formula or not the way, the path to happiness. Um, but I mean, deep down, everyone has peace inside of them, but it's a matter of like the journey getting there. And so like people get really anxious when they do slow down because that means that they're, they're um, when you're peace and you're present, the ego can't exist. So there's like that detachment of like who they are, like an identity. Maybe they have an attachment to an identity of being, 
you know, dramatic or this or that or all, all those things that they identify with. So like if you are in peace and you're not identifying with that, it's almost like a loss of identity, which is scary for people. Wow. Yeah. Interesting, right? <laughs> that is, I've never heard it, heard it put that way. But like, I mean, for me, like as you say that, it's like, am I, do I see myself as confident or as the, the socializer or the one who's creating value through business and if if i remove myself from that like these associations yeah like who am i yeah who are you <laughs> but none of those really matter and uh-huh. and in, in, in the sense of being like who you are and and really uh enjoying life um you don't necessarily need to be quote unquote creating value or uh, be the the entertainer or whoever, however you see yourself no. you know well because here's the thing it's like I'm sure we've all been there and I'm sure you've been there where you 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 work so hard at something and you keep working at it and you're going after it and then you um you find and you think that this thing is like going to bring you happiness right and it's like like a new car or whatever and then you get it you get that thing or you finish that project or whatever and then you're you're happy for this like temporary time and then eventually like you're you go back to your happy baseline so in like maybe even a week you're back to where you felt like before and so your emotions just go back to baseline so it's a trap to think that like these are the things that's going to take us to where we want to be and to be happy and that's always ultimately where everyone wants to go it's like i just want to be happy i want to feel good right like well-being and feeling good but then you get that and then you go back to your baseline and so really it's about how can we adjust the baseline then how do we like work on like work on ourselves every single day where we talk to ourselves kindly we meditate every day we find peace and gratitude in everything that we do so that your baseline is so high that you're like unattached to any outcome out there and then you're someone who has so much power because people who are cool quote unquote is like they don't care about the outcome you know it's like the cool person just like whatever if it happens if it does if it doesn't it doesn't right like that's someone how who, how we define as like cool like oh, they're so cool like, they don't care yeah you know um but it's like that feeling of being unattached so once i realized that it's like it's we're really chasing the feeling of something we're chasing the feeling of entrepreneurship we're chasing the feeling of success like but what if you could meditate and be successful now in your present moment, feeling successful in the fact that you're alive and that you're healthy or that you have creative ideas and, you know, finding success right here, right now. And more than yeah. just fundamentally, you're a great loving person. And that's yeah. success in itself. Right? Yeah. Like feeling fulfilled with who you are. Yeah. And having removed all the the layers of shroud or like the yeah, everything that blocks out yeah. and clouds who you are. Once you remove all that, it's like that's actually success. Right. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. And like that's like total inner peace. And then it's crazy. It's like once I started to shift into that and really notice like what my baseline was, um, then the you know, like they say, the universe or the law of attraction will work for you. Like if you feel successful, if you feel happy, if you feel loved, if you feel all these things, like you're going to like attract and surround yourself with things that bring you more of that and substantiate the beliefs that you have about yourself and the identity that you have about yourself. And raise that baseline. Yeah, and raise the baseline. Yeah. So a while to think about. I mean, it's you've broken it down in a really simple way that I think anyone who's like watching or listening can like understand. And in my experience, it's since I have learned to to let that true energy show, again, like blessings just come at you. Yeah. You know, it's like crazy. And then and then you're overwhelmed with gratitude. Mm-hmm. And you almost feel like you don't deserve it. Mm. But the truth is you worked for it. You do. Well, you just, even if you don't work for it or, you know, it's like we have an inherent worthiness, each one of us. And I think that's like, I think I used to really be in the trap of like, if I didn't earn something, if I didn't work really hard, if I didn't like, you know, kill myself in the process and I didn't earn it. But it's like, we all, we all are here on earth, like to, because we've, I don't, I don't know. Everyone has their own purpose and their own beliefs of like why they're here, but we're all here to like find love and grow. And, and even just the fact that like each one of us are here 
there had to have been so many different vari- uh, variables that had to come together yeah, right, yeah. for like, you know, you to be born and for me to be born. And so you really take it back like, you know, the not to be graphic, but of like the thousands of like sperm that gets like, dis- you know, disseminated. And then it's like that particular one was you and why that one or, you know, so you can really go deep into it. Sometimes I have these like really esoteric. I like that. (laughs) I mean, if you think about that amount of variables that have to go right to get you where you are, there's a lot of reason to be grateful. Yeah, exactly. That's a simple way to say it. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I I didn't have much of a chance to introduce you, but like, you know, I, I know you uh, pretty well. Um, Obviously going to get to know you better today, but you've, you you know, you cheer for the Lakers, as I recall. Yeah. You've built an audience of 500,000 people following you. Yeah. And you have made a profitable business out of it all. And I see you speaking on stages at big events and and really um, being a, a leader in your world, um, particularly for other women in, in the health and fitness space and mindfulness yeah. space. And, you know, I'm, I'm, it might sound like a weird question, but like, how did you get so smart around <laughs> this so mindfulness stuff? I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot of backstory to right. like building this platform that you built. So can yeah. you just give us a little background? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I was a professional dancer. And so I was always very active. I was a ballerina before. And then I went to USC. I was a song girl there. There were the girls in the white turtlenecks and that was so much fun. And then um, I was a Clipper girl and then a Laker girl. And so, and even while I was a Laker girl, I had my own t-shirt clothing line. Plus I was like training clients. I had celebrity clients that I'd do in the morning. Um, so I was like, go, go, go from like literally my first client at 5am, you know, to then going to downtown LA to the fashion district, check all my clothing, then go to the Staples center and do a game and cheer all day long. And, um, and then, you know, come home at like midnight, wake up and do it again. Yeah. No, I was like, I was on the go. And that's why I was saying I fell into the trap of doing more. I thought doing more was going to get me more. And, um, I feel like I was always like chasing something or it felt like what I was doing right then and there, like just being a Laker girl, like wasn't enough for me. It's like, I wanted to be doing more. What's my next move? You know, like I didn't. That baseline. Yeah. So I never, I never like celebrated and just appreciated where I was. And it's such a great lesson that I always remind myself of. Um, like I always think like people are like, how was it? I was like, it was so much fun, but honestly, I wish I let myself had more fun during it. Like I wish I had not stressed so much and not worried so much about what I was going to do after Lakers and not so worried about all these things of trying to, you know, make more money. Cause you don't really make that much money as a dancer. And, and I was so worried all the time that I literally like spun myself into these like anxiety and panic attacks. So that's like really where everything started. And um, it just was, I was at that point, then I stopped cheering and then I was like faced with a choice. You know, I either go on medication, which is like the obvious choice and then, or to not. And I just really did not want to go on medication. And I just was like, I, I had a strong identity around the fact that like, I'm not someone who takes medicine all the time. I'm someone who is all natural. I had been all natural even before, like all this all natural has been trendy, before you know, it was cool. before it was cool. Yeah. Like I wasn't wearing deodorant. Like I still don't. I just like, cause I, I was thought like aluminum, like right here by your lymph nodes. That yeah. sounds really dangerous. So sensitive skin there. yeah. So I haven't, I mean, and luckily I don't smell. So there's that. <laughs> I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I've been like really anti, like just, I just always like to use natural products. And my mom has been like that. My grandma is like that. Um, so yeah, I was like, I don't want to be on medication. And so I was like, I have to figure this out. I have to figure it out. And, um, then like started a lot of soul searching and I began, I was like going to yoga classes just for handstands and the cool flashy poses. And I wasn't certified yet. Um, but I was like personal training and all that other stuff. So I would leave before Shavasana, I remember. And like, no way. <laughs> yeah. oh. 
And I remember a teacher like one time said, you know, the people who are leaving are usually the people who need it the most. And I was like, oh, she doesn't know me or like (laughs) she doesn't know my life. I'm so busy. I don't have time for this. You know, I can't take a nap in the middle of the day. And I was just so like, go, go, go. Like I felt like I had no time to waste and like consider that waste. Um, And then finally, one day I stayed and I um, and she said something like she started talking about anxiety and how anxiety is a choice and how anxiety choice a choice. I know it's a strong it's hard statement. To hear. I know it's really hard to hear. I, but for me, I, I actually found it really empowering because it was like, oh, this is up to me. And now you have control of it. Yeah. Now I have control over it because at first it felt so out of control. It, it felt really scary because it was like. What is this feeling? Why does this keep coming up? Where is it coming from? Is this, is this, is this is my this new normal? Like, is this how, is this going to, how I'm going to have to be all the time? Do oh, I need wow. to go on medication? Do I, like, I was even having a hard time just having a conversation with people because I was so, like, distracted with it. Um, and this was going on for, like, a couple of years. And um, so then when I heard that, to me, it put the power back in my hands. I was like, it's a choice? Is it really? And I remember we were like in Shavasana and she said, you know, this is a time for you to just like let go and forgive yourself. And and then all of a sudden I just started crying and I like never used to cry. And I was so shocked. I even like looked up at the ceiling to see if there was a leak because I was like, wait, are these my tears? Like, am I crying? Like, that's how disconnected I was from like I was very in my body, like for dance and movement, but I didn't have the mind body connection. And so I was so disconnected and then I started crying and then I realized I was like, oh my God, like this is like something's happening, (laughs) you know, something's happening and it was like meant for me to be in that yoga class and so that's why I feel so inspired by yoga and then from then I like got certified and she told me to read. Can I interject? Yeah, I what, know I'm going on and on. No, no, no. I don't want to stop this, <laughs> this amazing story. I got goosebumps earlier because it's Oh, wow. Like, it's one that resonates with me but uh, too, it's it's awesome to, to see the journey. But yeah. Can I ask when this was? When did this yeah. journey start? Um, This was like, like years ago from now. Seven years ago? Seven <laughs> years ago? Yeah. Uh-huh. This was like or six, seven or six years ago. Maybe six years? Ah, something like that. <laughs> Try yeah, not to count too many years. Um, but stopped counting after that. Oh, that's where I was like thinking too. I did kind of stop counting. Um, but yeah, so I um yeah, she recommended that I read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And then um I read that book and it blew my mind. And he talked about anxiety and how when you are fully present in the mind and the body, you, anxiety cannot exist. Just, it can't. They don't, they can't be in the I'm same like time. like taking notes in my mind right now. <laughs> Serious. It just broke it down to where I could logically understand what was happening in my body and in my mind. And it, again, it gave me the control back. And I felt, okay, wow. Okay, so... You know, because I, I think that's why I love dancing because it's like I'm so it's like I'm captivated. Right. Anytime you do any sort of like extreme sports, it's like you can't think of anything else. You're fully present. Um, and you that's why, like, it's so addicting, like some, you know, extreme athletes and stuff. Um, or there's other things, right? It's like kind of a movie meditation, like um, some people like painting. But that means all of your attention is is hyper focused in one place. And that's another form of being present. So it's impossible to be anxious. So I was like, well, I can't dance 24-7, you know, because I always felt. I tried. Yeah, I kind of did do that, though, I felt like. But I couldn't because then once I slowed down and I wasn't dancing like we talked about, I would go to my baseline and I felt uncomfortable. I was like I was uneasy and I was like, I need to be getting up and doing something. So I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to feel present without moving. And so meditation wasn't like too hot back then. And so I just started learning about yoga and being mindful about the body and being aware and being kind to my body and just like starting to change the language in my mind because I had a very like victim mentality and I was like blaming and I was harsh on myself, really harsh, especially coming from the dance world. It's like... 
you know, I felt like I was never good enough. My body wasn't ever good enough. There's always someone taller, prettier, skinnier, like all those things. Like, so I really learned to it, yoga really, really, really helped me to be kind to myself, to slow down and to like take deep breaths, to just completely slow the pace of myself down and realize I'm enough just as I am right here, right now. I don't need to be doing something or going somewhere or achieving something in order to be worthy. I'm just inherently worthy right now as I am. Um, and then, yeah, so that's been, that's like been my biggest inspiration for what I'm doing. And I just, it started to just grow organically online where I stopped doing the clothing line. It just didn't really like call to me anymore. But I love being an entrepreneur and then I was posting photos of myself on the beach and dance photos and um, they just, you know, this is when Instagram, you could grow really easily or it seemed like. And so I grew really fast and people were like, how do you, how are you so flexible? How are you this and that? And I'd be teaching people just from my years and years of dance experience. And then I got certified in yoga and then I would fell in love with yoga and everything about it. And then, you know, and then the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> There's so many layers to this that I want to unpack, but I want to acknowledge <clears throat> you for for changing gears and and going towards something that was like going to nourish your soul mm. and and having it manifest itself as people respecting you and and following you for inspiration. Mm. Um, one of the things that like you said earlier was like I didn't have time for shavasana. I was running around. I was <laughs> running this company, and I was basically like the schedule is full. And yeah. I think in LA in particular, uh, we all feel a need to like use every minute to be productive here, right. and I guess my question for you is, do you find it ironic that us chasing success to be a happy, complete, successful person uh, backfires and makes us anxious and overscheduled and tense and getting headaches? Like, what's your take on that? <laughs> Are you speaking from experience? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um. <laughs> by not at all, I mean absolutely. I, I really do want to know how you handled that because I find myself in that loop very often. Yeah, it's a constant practice. I remember one day I just like took the day off and I felt like I was like slipping behind because I was like, I didn't post today. I have, you know, and then it's like as the business grows, it's amazing. But then there's just, you know, there's more pressure. If I have sponsors and I want to make sure I'm performing well for them and I have students in my programs, so like all the Facebook group and all this stuff. So it's just it's a constant practice of checking in and being aware. That's why having a meditation practice is good is because you always want to take the seat of the observer and always put everything into perspective because it's like I know and, and taking everything that I've learned from my past of being like I know I'm doing the best that I can right now. I know that I'm exactly where I need to be. That's always like my favorite like mantra or there's another word called sankalpa which is like your personal mantra that's like calls to your highest self and I always say like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now and that just always calms me down and just to know that I the decisions that I make have been right and there's no wrong decision you know I've either learned through feedback um, I've never failed. Everything's feedback. And where I am right now is perfect. And that that always comforts me to just say that. And then looking back and being like, yeah, I remember when you were a Laker girl and you like couldn't enjoy yourself and then it was over and you're never going to get that time back. But just being really careful of thoughts because anxiety does come from a train of thoughts that then turns into emotions and you know you have the biochemical response in the body and sometimes we have these all these unconscious thoughts where the body will have a panic attack without you even knowing or like like where you're like where did this come from you know but it came from a response because everything is stored in the body which is really cool I mean yeah I think it's cool but like all of the emotions are like stored in your cells in your body because every thought that you have 
you are creating some sort of biochemical response into the body. So it's releasing hormones and different things in reaction to those thoughts and they're being stored in the body. So every time you have those anxious thoughts and everything kind of gets stored and then maybe something triggered it and you don't even know. And then the body has a panic attack without you even knowing. So when you meditate, you're able to observe and slow down. And, um, and sometimes the body can process those feelings out, especially when you slow down. For myself, I know when I'm like, when I was first starting to meditate, I would feel overwhelmed by the silence and the quiet and the silence. It's crazy to think about. Yeah, but it was like, this was too quiet. I don't like to even close my eyes. It's just too still. But I started doing that and it was like, things would just come up and that's the body like processing emotions. Finally. Like, right? Yeah, like stored. Finally exhausting them. Exactly, yeah. So they're like stored emotions that just get to be like brought up and out to the surface. And for some people, they feel they get it out when they move more. For me, because I think I was such a mover for me being still was really hard and that's like when things would process out um but every morning like I have I do three things which has feels it's so simple but it's completely changed it just changes my day I just say what I'm grateful for my intention for the day or like visualizing the day and like how I see it playing out and then my sankalpa or you can say like an affirmation or an identity or something like that so those three things seriously how long does it take you to do this three like in the morning Mm -hmm. oh like five minutes I'll just like my alarm will go off and then I just like lay in bed and I think about it and then I get up wow what a good practice yeah it's really good. I mean, I think for anyone who's like tiptoeing in this direction, like yeah. five minute commitment in the morning, like transforms, like the way I think of it is like, make it a great day. Yeah. Like, oh, today's great. Like when you have that feeling, like how do we create that sensation and through right. a little practice? Like, um, man, I'm so happy today. I have this. Yeah. That. I, I think, you know, when we were talking about how it's ironic that we, we work so hard to maybe provide for our family or to live a great life or whatever. And then we're punished with anxiety. Um, I think oh. I agree with you is that like, it's the only way to learn is to have done it. And there's, there's no, uh, nothing lost by, you know, spending the first 20 years or 30 years of your life, um, having to learn that hard lesson. Cause there's no other way to learn it. Yeah. Right. Like how else are we going to uh, appreciate the, the gravity of the matter unless right. we have an anxiety attack? you know, or whatever it is. And the way that we store all of those memories and traumas and everything in our body, like I think of it like a, uh, like the cells each carry a piece of information and we store information all over our body. It's like a big database. And when we do yoga, we like stretch out those muscles and release that like tension and that energy in them. For Mm me, movement helped me a lot for you sitting still and letting them filter out. It, it really purifies your body mm-hmm. and it allows you to be malleable in life. Mm-hmm. And so like with that thinking of, of now, you know, you've, you've moved to a stage where you've been able to clear your mind and your body and, and, and remove all the stuff that you don't need anymore. Now you're living in flow. And I mean, I think that's what drew me to connecting with you is that you had a pure energy about you. And that's always something I'm intrigued by. Like, how did you get there? How did you get to yourself? Right. Yeah. <laughs> how did you get to being you? Um, <laughs> And so now, like, you know, when you when you look at your the creations of your life, like the the clothing company and now your online platform and your mobile app, like um, how would you say that these practices empower you to perform? Like, where does this manifest in your career and in your business? Yeah, that's a great question. And also, it's interesting that you said earlier that you feel like you get like punished by anxiety. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's, it feels like punishment. It's totally yeah. self-induced. And, you know, once we have control, we can hit the off switch. But yeah, a lot of us don't want to face that. Yeah. I, it's just it just means, you know, the body's like trying to talk to you and say, like, hey, let's let's slow down. Everything's going to be OK. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you say that, it's like I can't. But then it's like it's, it's like reassuring because it's like it is going to be fine. Relax. Everything is going to be okay. Everything always falls into place. If you're pursuing what's in alignment for you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, like if you are in alignment with yourself, if you're true to yourself. Yeah, I really believe that. And you're not in the comparison mode, the comparison trap, which I was definitely in like for my body and things like that with other girls. Yeah, dance in particular. Oh my God. is extremely competitive <laughs> and has his vanities, right? Like, right. I mean, you're there to like show your body. To look amazing. <laughs> yeah, to look amazing. And so that was like the job and... So I get that. Like, I put myself in that position. You know, I'm never, I don't, like, I'm not a victim to it. Like, I put myself in that position, and it was amazing for what it was. And I loved it because I was a dancer. But, yeah, as far as, what was what was the question again? Around, around <laughs> fine, um, the the habits that you formed. And, oh, yeah, how does it manifest? Living in alignment. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, how are you using your mindfulness to, to amplify your success? Yeah, that... That's like um, what's really cool is because I think a lot of that anxiety and comparison, it would get in the way of my creativity, of my success, because it w- it started to make me doubt myself. Like, is this right? Is this OK? Am I doing it right? Am I doing enough? It's, you know, it's like all of the self-doubt. And because so- of comparison. Because you're looking at... Yeah, comparison or... Yeah, the feeling... I know a lot of people have the feeling of like... uh, What's that called? The imposter syndrome. And when you become aware of these thoughts, like you are the creator of your reality. When you become aware of your thoughts and if you're the one telling yourself that I'm not worthy enough, at first it feels like it's coming from the outside. At first it feels like... Why aren't people giving me the recognition I deserve? Why aren't people responding to me the way that I want? It's like, okay, well, like, look at that. And it's, they're, they're mirroring you. Everything is a mirror. And so they're responding to you from something that's inside of you. And sometimes it's a blind spot. We don't know. We don't know that we're actually like these thought. We have how many, like 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day. So some of them are going to slip. Hundred here. Yeah. <laughs> Andre, yeah. So some of those thoughts are going to slip by us without realizing. And so that's where the practice of the meditation comes into play because that's the practice of becoming aware of these thoughts and noticing and going deeper into these layers of thoughts that you have um, because your life is a mirror of you. And of course there's like, you know, there's all these other circumstances of tragedy and things like that. And, and, you know, we're talking about the things that you can control in your life. Like there are things you can, and then there are things you can't. Like, I love the serenity prayer. It's control the things you can and serenity the things you can't. Mm -hmm. And so, right, that gives you ease about the things you can't control. And you just say, this is how it is. But then, okay, what can I do here? I can, I can be kinder to myself. I can build myself up. I can validate myself. I can believe in myself. I can trust myself. Like those have been some really important mantras for myself to say. Like I trust in myself. I feel grateful for the trust that I have in myself. I feel grateful for the ideas that flow to me. I feel grateful for the support that I have. I feel grateful for knowing that I'm here for a purpose and knowing that every idea that comes through me is supported by some bigger source and it's all like in tandem together and everything is working out for me. Like I just like say these types of things to myself that just completely like up level me and then when I go to work it's just like things just fall into place it's just there's so many synchronistic moments for me that it's just sometimes I'm like this is crazy and then I'm like no it's not crazy this is how it is of course this is how it is of course I would get this opportunity of course I would be able to meet this person at the exact right time or of course I'd be able to find the perfect apartment for myself of course like always reaffirming that as your reality as well i mean imagine if somebody else is telling you like you're beautiful you're powerful you're not scared of anybody you have a powerful presence you have you know anything that you're in fear of if somebody else is reassuring you that stuff all the time you'd feel great if you had somebody walking around and like amping you up all the time yeah so why can't we do that for ourselves yeah i mean it's tough but and like I forget who said it, but, you know, until you fully believe in yourself, find someone who does. And great. Yeah, (laughs) because it's true. Sometimes we do. I mean, I'm not super, you know, human. It's I still have 
moments, of course, where I'm like breaking down or doubting myself, but surrounding yourself then with those people that you're like, hey, I'm like feeling like kind of like a breakdown right now. Can you help coach me out of this or lift me up or, you know, having that support system and people to also believe in you and cheer you up. Yeah, to fill the gaps. And if you take the observer stance, you can be that cheerleader to yourself. Yeah. By doing affirmations. Yeah. And I think I'd love to, I don't know if you like have them prepared or anything, but with people who have not done affirmations who are listening, it would be awesome to like at least provide them with like a, maybe like a one pager or something like that. Um, I know they made a huge impact on my life when I did them. Ah. So. Like you did affirmations every day? Yeah, I did them morning and night for like three years. Oh, wow. Yeah, right when I got into meditation. And then I basically uh, eliminated that fear of, I mean, I'm not saying that I've perfected it in any way. I'm just saying that I dialed back a little bit because a lot of the anxiety I was getting Mm. had gone away. Mm. And so I actually, I'll, I'll, I'll provide the listeners with my affirmation shoot as well. I got it from a coach and it really had a big impact. I don't know if you have one that you'd be willing to share, but I think that would be a cool little piece to. to yeah. Do you mean just like a, a like affirmation ideas examples? Is that what you mean? Yeah, that or maybe um, we can put in the show notes your your morning checklist. Oh, okay. Sure. It works. Yeah. I mean, I just I, I know the power of them, and I yeah, super I, I powerful. See your uh, the way you like express your energy is very clear and powerful. So that's uh, a reflection of having a strong foundation. Yeah. And so if we could. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And it takes time. Like, you know, they they take tuning as well. Uh I ended up modifying mine like five times. Yeah. Because you're, you grow and you know, you're creating neuroplasticity. So it's just, you're creating new pathways in the brain Mm -hmm. and your body is shifting as well. And then when you combine that with like, you know, daily movement and, you know, healthy food, that's why I love providing little, little tidbits of movement. You know, so people can feel like they're not, they don't have to go to a gym to get their body moving. I just always say like, move your body, like get up, stretch for five minutes or a minute, even, you know, 30 seconds, like something. Or yeah, do one minute meditation, right? Yeah, exactly. One minute meditation. Like it's just very easy to just integrate it into your life all day. And so that's what I'm, I hope with my Instagram and that's what people say. It's like so helpful to just like check a little stretch and then get up and move or a little exercise or something. Yeah. Can you tell, tell us more about like uh, the content that you're creating on Instagram and yeah. why these women are going crazy for it? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I'm sitting at my desk most of the day. As, much, yeah. as passionate as I am about this stuff and as much as I agree, I don't find myself like doing push-ups in my office or like doing yoga in the middle of the day. Yeah. Although I know that I want to, I just haven't fulfilled on that. But yeah. Um, is, is that kind of the approach just to give them little breaks throughout the day through the content you're creating? Yeah. Yeah. Like just, just getting in touch with your body, creating that mind body connection. It's like a little reset button, right? We're like kind of going, going, going. And sometimes when you do just like do a stretch or you take a deep breath, like how we did a one minute meditation before we started this filming, it was like, it was a total reset button. I've been driving around like crazy and, <laughs> but right, like I was able to actually like ground myself and then think about what I was going to say and be here and be present, almost like bring, you know, scattered all around and it just kind of like went in. It's amazing. Yeah. And I got to just like be present here with you. And so it's just being able to, to make it really approachable for people if they're intimidated of going into a yoga studio or you know, it yoga can be intimidating. It can look like, oh, do I have to wear like those fancy leggings and <laughs> or keeping your balance in class? Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, I even still, after going for years, still have my hesitations. I'm bad with my lateral balances. Like, uh-huh. I, like, um, what's it called? Warrior three. I'm horrible at. Okay. But I can do like forearms. Well, Warrior three is pretty hard though. Like. Uh, <laughs> You gotta be, you know, kinder to yourself because that's a hard post. Actually, hold it. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. There's so many things going on, and you're like completely opposite of gravity. It's like a floating plank, kind of. It's like a leg plank, you know? So hard. So it is. It's so hard. It's hard for me. And I, you know, I consider myself a pretty strong person. It's, and it's a hard post. So, So (laughs) thanks for the reassurance. I needed it. Um, So, the, you, you create, content that makes it uh very palatable 
yeah. for women to like get up and move a bit. How do you mature your relationship with the with the people in your community? Uh, I understand you have an app. Do you do coaching for them, or you know, how do you bring them to a higher level of like gain value from from your journey and your experience? So I have my I have like two programs basically. I have Get Stretchy, which is not just for women; it's for men and women, and it's it's like it sounds like so you can get stretchy and present in your body so it's a lot of I call it like a stretching therapeutic type of program where you can using the yoga inspired type of um, modalities of breath work um, mindfulness and um, yeah movement so those are like 15 minute videos that you can do in the morning and at night. Um, and there's also other breath work practices in there. There's a flexibility assessment. So you can understand your body, know where, you know, where your starting point is. So that's the Get Stretchy program. And then I have, actually I have a splits course too, if you wanna learn how to do the splits. And then I have another course for handstands. Um, and then I have uh, my Stretchy Fit app, which is yoga and fitness. I came from a personal training background, dancer, I taught bar. I've been certified in Pilates since I was 17. And Pilates was actually part of our training as a ballerina. So. I've been doing Pilates since I was like 14. And um, so that's really all of the body weight training in there, uh, which is really cool because, yeah, I, I coach them on how to get into their bodies first and foremost. So I take a mindful approach to even all of the fitness aspects of even if I do a HIIT workout, you know, I'm telling them what muscles they're using, how to learn and explore their own body in a really mindful way. And the members say that it just feels like a really positive experience for them and they look forward to the workouts and they're fun. Um, and then, yeah, I have a Facebook group where I go live and I do just a concept. So like tomorrow is our Facebook group like coaching session. So I'm going to coach them on, you know, to, to, um, to watch their language around the time of, uh, of the phrase of killing time and how, like what that actually means in their life and stuff. So it's like, I pick little themes. Like last month, it was like how to keep your resolutions going, you know, throughout the month or throughout the year. So that's how I get to, we get to go to more of those mental mindful concepts is just the, the live calls every month. And then I actually send them emails every week to stay in touch and give them little tips and stuff. So yeah, so I love, I just share what I'm learning. I'm just like such a nerd about like learning different mindful things and about my body. Like I just did an, an anatomy biomechanics training last week, uh, yoga tune up, which is amazing. If there's any yoga instructors listening, like it's just so, so amazing. So I'm just, and, and one of the phrases that she always used was I'm a student of my body. And I just love that because it allows us to be really curious about our body. And there's so much that we know. And then there's still so much that we don't know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just can't put the pieces together. And that's where the practice of acceptance and compassion and curiosity, which I think is really important for a lot of us. Like, okay, I'm having pain here in my back. What could this be? <laughs> you know, like having that curious mind of what could this be? Could it you know, is going and just getting, rubbing out that one pain spot in my low back the best, or maybe it's, well, maybe what it's what I'm eating, or it's how I'm sitting, or maybe it's the thoughts, maybe it comes up every time I'm stressed, is there, is there a pattern of when it flares up, and when I'm stressed, or when I'm angry, or, you know, just being really curious about all different aspects of your body. Yeah, I find it really funny that you love that word curious so much, and I mean, one of my biggest role models, Tim Ferriss, is he's a big time fanboy of this other uh, writer named Richard Feynman, and he writes about curiosity. And mm. I just find it funny that all of the things that you're sharing with me and us are are great for living a happy and rewarding life, but also like being curious in business is great as well. Being curious yeah, as a creator true. or an entrepreneur and and going down rabbit holes every now and then, that's like the essence of of building a business that's super unique to you. Mm -hmm. um, for, for myself, I'm fascinated by people like yourself, like creators who, who can manage to a, a huge community of 500,000 people. Um, so I ended up doing a lot of influencer marketing 
And I think that curiosity, like in our body, when we get a cue, like, Hey, my stomach's hurting, you know, what does that cue mean? Like we should be curious about it. We can learn from it. Maybe yeah. that means like trying like a fruit diet or I don't know, maybe not drinking coffee or whatever it is. Um, but that concept of curiosity just like carries throughout. And I think that's what I'm so enthusiastic about in, in creating my own life is that like the, the habits and that you're talking about today are what are going to build a successful unique business as well as a, a rewarding life. Yeah. Um, so That's true. But yeah. Like the curiosity in business. Cause sometimes you, um, and the playfulness in business. Cause I mean, I'm creating every day, every day I'm creating and yeah, you put out a lot of content. So much. I'm always like, how do, you do, how do you find time for all this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But it's all very well edited and cute and it's very playful. I notice <laughs> yeah. that your stuff's very playful. And I have a lot of respect for that because it's hard to do. Yeah, thank you. I think, uh, you know, I've observed like the, the the maturation of like my life and I think a lot of other uh, like entrepreneurs and other people who are like trying to build something big, uh, they, they start out in this mode of insecurity where you're working in a defensive state and you're competitive and you're looking at what the other guy is doing and Maybe you're trying to get back at an X and getting in great shape or whatever. Get back at an X. <laughs> you know, like there's all of these things we do from a state of lack. Uh, and that gets us to baseline. And then uh, we have an anxiety attack and then we learn to meditate. Yeah. And then we come from this place of like more exploratory, right? More yeah. playful. And and the opposite of, of defensive and insecure is playful. Yeah. Like, confident, like confidence sets you up for being playful. Yeah. And, and being curious and having fun with it. Yeah. And I see that as kind of like the second stage of of maturing. And, and once you can get there, then like you're having fun every day, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have, to, I have to find the playfulness in all of it. And I think it's interesting. It's like when you do become successful, there it's almost like a new fear pops up. It's like every level there's like new, new problems. And it's like, yeah, it's your edge. Yeah. So then it's like you get there and then it's like the fear turns to, well, what if I lose all of it? At least for me. And that was something. And it started to just like, you know, what if I lose it or what, you know, like all those kinds of fears. Whereas before it was like, am I going to be able to make it? And then you're like, well, now I'm going to lose it or, you know, so oh, I think wow. as, as soon as I like, as soon as I have that thought, I like replace it. I'm like, no, as long as you're living with intention, honestly to yourself, like truthfully. And I'm, and I, and this gets thrown around a lot. Like, you know, I'm like serving people or I'm helping people, but like truly, truly like taking an assessment. And like, if I'm always helping somebody then like no one could ever take that away from me and there's no such thing as losing that like there's that's not possible and that was a big thing that comforted me just knowing like yeah that is my purpose because sometimes I get caught in the numbers because I have to like you have to like know your numbers and are you performing well engagement and this and that you know all of those things that you can get caught up in but that takes you away from you know the heart of it so i have to like yeah and so it's like when i create it's like i have to create because i want to share this and so i think doing a refresher course is like when i did that anatomy course i just felt completely refreshed and like fell back in love with yoga and the body again and I was like yes this stuff is so cool like I do want to share it I want to because you know we go through periods where you might feel a little stale mm -hmm. and that's totally normal you know depending on what's going on in your life and I think having those like refresher things to to like uplift you and it just reminded me like oh yes this is why I'm doing what I'm doing I'm, I'm helping people the body's amazing I can share this thing I can share that like then I just got like so excited and people can feel that energy um, and it's crazy how intuitive we all are as consumers, you know, like you can feel someone's energy just from a 15 second story of, mm -hmm. is this person authentic or like, oh, I didn't get a good vibe from them. And it's like, sometimes you can't put it into words, yeah, they don't but even know why they don't like it. Yeah. Like, yeah. But usually the people, people like to follow people who look like they're having a good time and they're enjoying themselves. Right. Like. Who wants to like follow someone who's like stressed, like hoping that this story is going to be like the story that gets the most engagement, you know, like no one is going to feel inspired by that. So it's just, yeah, it's, that's very it's ironic to me because if somebody's being inauthentic, the other person doesn't know why they don't like it. They just don't like it. Yeah. 
And that happens to me a lot in sales. If I'm out of alignment and I'm mm. maybe trying to say the right thing in a sales meeting, then they will uh, be like, oh, this isn't for me. But they won't be able to describe why. Yeah. And it's really a reflection of myself. It's, it's a mirror. Yeah. yeah. So one question I always love to ask, especially super intelligent people like yourself, is uh, what's your favorite mistake that you've made? What's my favorite mistake? Um... Huh. Maybe something that seemed uh, heartbreaking or backbreaking at the time, but then blossomed into something way bigger for you. <sighs> I don't really like to like call anything I do a mistake. I guess it's like, I mean, like I was saying before, when I was a Laker girl, like it was it was a mistake to not let myself enjoy the time that I had. Because I robbed myself of the celebration and the experience of it. That's that's been, I mean, one of the biggest lessons. Because I look, I I think now, because even like right, we're in our thirties and we're like, oh, we're getting old. But like, I used to think that even when I was like twenty seven, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm like in my upper twenties, you know, I'm getting old, and and so I'm like, I'm always thinking like, one day I'm gonna be fifty. I'm gonna look back and think, oh my god, I was so young. Like, why was I so upset with you know maybe a little wrinkle I find or something, you know? So it's like. Like always really remembering that like one day I'm going to look back and think, oh, my gosh, like that was the time of my life. Why was I so stressed? I had no kids, no mortgage. Like I was free to travel. I was I'm like completely free right now. Why am I stressing? So so I always, always use that as like a, a, I guess, perspective check. Yeah. And I think I can't think of like one thing, but I, I think just. Like little mistakes along the way was always not trusting my gut. It always felt like later I was like, oh, I should have listened to myself. Like I knew oh, it. Yeah, you know? That's so frustrating. Yeah. And just like every time I've like listened to my gut, it's it's led me in the right direction. And it's of course it's the right direction because it's my gut and my yeah, life and my exactly <laughs> Like I heard one someone say, you know, you're you've been listening to you've been listening or taking advice from all the wrong people your whole life. Like the people, the person you should be listening to is yourself. And, yeah. Um. So yeah. What about you? What's your? I want to hear yours. My biggest, <laughs> biggest or my favorite mistake. I mean, you, you, I, I appreciate that you said there are no mistakes. There's just challenges. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my first company was a fitness app, and I invested. In, all of my savings in it. This is this is easily the most thing that I tread over the most, mm-hmm. and, and probably the most insecure about is I, I saved up sixty thousand dollars when I was working in corporate, and I spent that money to start a company, mm-hmm. a, a fitness app. Which back when I did that, we coded it from the ground up, and it right, was yeah. very gritty. Like it required a lot of time and effort. And I worked on that company for four years, never made a dollar from it. Ended up having my anxiety attack and. And then got into meditation, of course, uh, mm. as we do, right? Um, but I saw my friends excel financially well beyond me. In that same time, I was going broke. I was like 27, 28 at the time. Mm. And I was going broke and they were all, one of my buddies yeah. made his first million at like 29. And I always compared myself to him. I'm like, oh, wow. fuck, why did I go start a company? I would have been so, I would have thrived so much in corporate if I had just like stuck with that. Wow. That's tough to like beat up on yourself that way, you know? For I'm so proud of myself. Taking a risk and going out. <laughs> playing big, playing really big. Yeah, I was trying to go huge. And ultimately, I got to the point where, this is what brought me out to LA. Kevin Hart said he wanted to invest in it. We had a term sheet for $2 million investment. And I started hanging my hat on that. I rallied up other investors to come in on the deal and I was finally going to like, I was going to take like a $400,000 payout. I was going to be like scot free. And then stuff got stuck in legal because he was sponsored by Nike, a direct competitor with Nike run and the deal fell apart. And then that was the point where I was just like, fuck it, (laughs) fuck this shit. And, um, and now looking back, I guess it's been like three years. I left the company about two years ago, but I mean, life has blessed me in so many ways. Um, that costed me a lot. It cost me all of the money I saved up and then the three years of salary that I gave up, um, as well as like 
my partner left me with $30,000 in debt and I had to pay it down. I paid it down myself, paid it down like a year ago, but that was hard for me to get past. Wow. Um, but you can see that I had a fixation on money at the time. Yeah. And, and I thought that, I think that was really unhealthy. Um, mm. So now I'm just grateful to be here because one, I'm getting to, to, to create and to meet awesome people like yourself, but uh, I have a lot of freedom from, from my new company. Yeah. And the experience of having done that, I mean, even still like having Kevin Hart possibly invest, like going through that whole experience, like that's so interesting. And that's your story that you get to always tell and, and share and say that this is a big, it's a huge risk. Most people won't do that. Everyone, like no one, everyone's too scared, you know? So it just shows that you're like willing to, you're willing to do what it takes. Yeah, but it, it was very easy for me to say like, dude, you're too risk prone. You know, you're kind of done with it now at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciate those words. And and I'm obviously very grateful for it now. Yeah. And I still have friendships with all of his management team and the people mm. who I connected with along the way. Yeah. That's interesting. So. Yeah. I, comparison is a huge trap. I remember like around that age too, all of my friends were getting married and like the same thing, like they were getting married, like the big ring and like somewhere by now they're houses. all getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, yeah. a few years, But I was like, you know, beating myself up because I was like, I didn't feel ready to get married, but then I didn't, and I was like, the you know comparing and oh they're getting huge rings and I was like like you said you had an obsession with money and I was I was I was looking in the wrong place I was like well I'm not getting a ring I'm not getting married I'm not buying a house you know I feel like a poor dancer and I'm not making any money and they're like working at Google and all these other places making so much money so like I totally relate to that and it just is like it's such a trap though because this is my path like my path is so different than what all my friends who ended up going corporate and I just I love the life that I've created for myself and I'm so happy that I did take the risk and yeah, like my clothing line, I stopped it and I didn't go any, you know, further with it, but I just see it all as all like a learning experience. I'd never want to be in that mindset again because I know how closed in you feel and how, how it just, I was so, I don't even know how to put the words on it. I was just so upset. I was upset like all the time. I was like always mad. I was like mad at the world level of like negative consciousness all the time like I just couldn't enjoy myself and it's like these um, these are like my youngest years and I'm yeah, the glory years, just man. you know taking them away from myself and that's where I realized I'm like this is all generated from me this is all me like this is all me (laughs) see I find it really empowering because I'm like wow I can just shift my perspective and everything is fine no one is looking at me saying why aren't you getting married well except maybe my mom but (laughs) 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 but like you know no one is saying like there's something wrong with you because you're not ready to get married or there's something wrong with you because but you think that like people are saying that but like that's all my own self-judgment that I'm thinking that other people are saying about me and it's I can change my narrative and as soon as I change my narrative and my thoughts their thoughts are going to change because again we're like mirrors and mirror so two things one I heard a quote uh what other people think doesn't change who you are yeah so even if they were thinking those things yeah it doesn't devalue you in any way but we think it does. Right. But we feel that it does. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is that, like, I bet you a lot of those people who were working at Google were like, did you see Jacqueline at 500,000 followers? Man, she's just living the dream. She just creates content and dances and, and gets yeah. paid for it. And they're probably thinking in their mind, I would give up my salary here to go have that much freedom. Yeah. And so, like, that's, again, why we can't get stuck in that trap. Yeah. That entrapment of, of comparison. And Yeah. I know. Like, I had a friend... <laughs> You know, like had 
two kids and she was like oh my gosh like you are living an amazing life she's like having kids is not all what it's built oh up my to God. Me. she's like of course i love my kids and i love it but it's just like sometimes i wish like i could have given myself more time i think why did i rush so quickly to have kids wow. right away like why didn't i give myself even just like a couple years to just like i don't know so it's just interesting when you come away from it and then like i've had friends asking me for advice where like i thought that you know, they always thought of me as someone kind of crazy and off the beaten path and just saying all these crazy mantra things online. And, you know, and then I'm like, oh, wow, no, they're they're like asking me for advice and perspective yeah, on their life. To you. Yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah. So it, it's interesting when we have these very limiting thoughts that we're we're just completely holding ourselves back. Yeah. Fuck them, right? it's once we can break free of that i think it's when we really start living yeah well jacqueline i really appreciate you making so much time and having so much uh, authentic energy here today to close this off i would like to ask you if you could leave the audience with one piece of advice to live more uh, fulfilled life what would that be yeah to trust yourself to trust yourself and to always have that have a mind body practice every day every day even if it's just five minutes even if you're a guy of course even if you're a guy you guys are people too right <laughs> <laughs> all right well jacqueline i really appreciate you thank you so much oh thank you